Welcome to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And we've got a great guest and story today on the show. We have uh, Judy Fredono, the owner and trainer of Ricochet, the surface dog. Surf is like play on the word service. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, Eric. Hey, Julie. How are you today? I'm good. Very good. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing great. You know, it's a it's a great day to take your dog for a walk. It is. And when you do, take your radio with you so you can listen to the show. Yeah. It is a great day. It's a little rainy, but you know it's, it's a little rainy, but you know warm. I my experience with dogs, they don't care. They love it. Unless you're my dog Leia. Oh, okay. Who hates the rain. Really? But she's little and she's a dachshund uh-huh. and she's got a short coat well, and all that. She walks but... through a puddle, she's like suddenly <laughs> exactly. in a lake or something, drowning. Yes. So paddling. Yes. I can understand how yeah. if you were that small you would be upset by it. But she hates it. Most dogs that are, you know, a little bit average size or above, they, they love it. Yeah. So. Thick yeah. coat. Yeah. And all you need is a little hat, and everybody's happy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have on um, Rip Curl Ricky is her other also known as name, and she's all over fa- um, She's all over YouTube. And um, her owner, you know, she's basically this dog that's learned how to surf and surfs with a, or has surfed with a uh, quadriplegic boy who surfs as well. He lays on the board. And she kind of on her own started surfing with him. You were him. talking a little bit about this last week on mm-hmm. the show, and I just think this is an amazing story. It's yes. really cool. So we're going to hear all about it, and uh, let's let's not delay. Let's bring uh, Judy on here. Hi, Judy. Hi there. Welcome to the Dog Talk Show. Thank you. Great to have you here. I talked with you last week for a while and talked all about your dog and what you do and what she's been doing and... And I think I've seen even some more recent footage on YouTube of her uh, shopping for toys in a Santa suit at a toy store. Oh, that was the other pictures. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, yeah, she was at Toys R Us shopping for her toy drive. Yeah, and just really, really cute, really cute photos of her participating in that. So, so you are a <clears throat> you train service dogs, and you're the um, owner founder of um, Puppy Prodigies. Correct. And it's neonatal and early learning for dogs, and you you started working with dogs and training dogs as young as 13 days old. Yeah the the actual training I would start at 13 days, but I start doing different activities with them from the time they're born just to stimulate their brain development. Mm-hmm. But the actual training, I think there's a video of Ricochet on YouTube and she's 13 days old where she's just kind of following my finger with milk on it mm-hmm. and um, going in a circle. And a couple days later, probably about 15 days old, and she's kind of getting herself up on a platform, mm-hmm. climbing up a little bit. So just kind of learning to learn at that stage of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you know, we talked quite a bit about, you know, raising puppies, you know, from birth until they leave, which is usually around eight weeks, and that there's so much that you can do for dogs when they're that young. And you talked a lot about, 
introducing novelty into their worlds and new things and having them experience new unfamiliar things in a positive way so that they're not they don't have a fear reaction to it and how just that starting at such a young age just equips them to be out in the world where all sorts of weird things happen all the time and to just kind of be comfortable with those rather than afraid or cautious. Exactly. So we can talk um, maybe a bit more about that later on, but I would like to talk about Ricochet. Okay. So her story was that you you had her from when she was born and started working with her um, at a very young age, just teaching her how to follow food and that kind of thing. And we're training her to be a service dog. And then you got to a point where you realized that that was not going to work out. That's right. We were training, she, was, she started her training very young, and probably about the time she was 12 weeks old, she had quite a repertoire of behaviors already mm-hmm. under her belt, and we continued training, and probably about at the age of nine months, she discovered birds. Mm-hmm. We were at the beach, and it just became more and more where her um, her instinct to want to chase birds or um, react to a small animal, you know, a lizard or a gopher or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we worked on it quite a bit to try to get her to control that impulse. And she did really well with it. But I, in good conscience, couldn't place her as a service dog knowing that she had that instinct because if she was with somebody that wasn't a trainer, that had a disability, and it would take one time right. for her to want to chase something, and it could be very risky for somebody with a disability so mm-hmm. just out of being trying to be responsible I decided that that would not be the right role for her mm-hmm. if she were to stay with me she could help me um, and there would be no problem mm-hmm. but somebody else that wasn't a trainer that couldn't anticipate what may happen in that situation and be ready for it right it would not be a good match right and you you know bring up a good point that just because she does it, you know, that, she, that she'll do it for you doesn't mean that she'd do it for just anyone else. And, you know, she had that impulse and you had worked with her enough where she could make the choice to control it. But you didn't have that level of, of trust that she, you know, would be able to just, you know, if someone was just not paying attention or not really being present to her, that she might just see that, right. see a squirrel run by or a bird fly over or whatever. And that that drive would just kick in and should take off. So Right, especially if it wasn't continually worked on. I mean, it's not something that you say, okay, I taught her that, now let's move to the next thing. Right. It's something that would have to be continually taught and reinforced. So that would be a lot to expect of somebody that we would place her with. So mm-hmm. the decision was made that she would not work in that role. Mm-hmm. So you came to this decision, okay, she's not going to work out as a service dog. And that, and she was about 18 months old at that time? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you saw this interest in birds show up at about nine months. You worked on it for a while, and then you kind of came to this conclusion, okay, can't, can't continue on this path. And you said something happened, I think it was the day after she got spayed? Yeah, the day after she was spayed, well, the, a big part of it, I was very disappointed that she couldn't be a service dog because... That's what I felt she was born into the world to do, and I don't want to breed just to breed. So to have a a puppy born to do a specific job and 
she couldn't, so I was disappointed about it. But I tried to focus on the positive instead of the negative and look at what could she do. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted her to do something in life that was still meaningful and it would still be helpful. Mm-hmm. So I looked at what she could do and I realized it was surfing because we kind of played around with surfing on the side um, with her service dog work. Mm-hmm. So the day after she was bathed, she was laying under my desk and I just kind of sat in front of my computer and all these ideas were just coming to me. And But before I knew it, the whole concept of Surfing for Possibilities was born. A website was designed and the first fundraiser was already under, we already identified who we were going to fundraise for. Mm-hmm. So it all happened pretty quickly and it's just like I said, ideas are kind of just flowing through me. So that's how it all began. Mm-hmm. And she became a, a fundraising dog for through her surfing. So she had learned how to surf. There's some. So if people haven't already, I announced this last week, but if you're just tuning in, um, you can go to YouTube and Google Rip Curl Ricky or Ricochet the Surf Dog, Surfing Dog, and her videos will come up. And you've got a few of them or a bunch of them on now of of uh, Ricochet surfing and and um, and then there's some. Uh, the first video that I saw, you have some footage of her when she was a baby and then a younger dog, you know, in the process of her training as a service dog. And there's a part where she's standing on a board in a pool, like in a kiddie pool. In a kiddie pool, right. And I had asked you in our conversation earlier, you know, how, you know, why were you, you know, training her to, you know, stand on that. But you had said that you'll work with them to stand on, learn how to be okay standing on all sorts of different surfaces and unstable surfaces where they have to learn how to balance and be able to handle that, which makes sense as a service dog. But so she had had this ability to kind of surf and, and was kind of comfortable with that. And so you, at what point did you, so this kind of surfing direction started to take form and then how did you get connected with Patrick? Well, while I was still training Ricochet, before I had made the decision to release her from the program, another service dog program called um, Positive Team, mm-hmm. which is in San Diego, they also train service dogs, and they were in the process of matching one of their service dogs with a client, which was Patrick, and mm-hmm. they knew that he served, and they had contacted me and I guess told him about Ricochet in the kiddie pool and I knew I had the video. Yeah. So they asked if I could send that to him and they thought he'd enjoy it. Yeah. So I did and we kinda communicated back and forth an email a few times. So I knew of him. So uh-huh. when I decided that we were gonna do surfing and fundraise for surfing, he's the first person I thought of because I thought it was a perfect match that he surfed and she surfed. Mm-hmm. So that's how we came about doing the first fundraiser for Patrick. Uh-huh. And so that was a um, in a situation where he... So he's a quadriplegic, is that right? He's a quadriplegic, and he's been adaptive surfing. I'm going to say it was probably about five or seven years. Mm-hmm. And through that time, he's progressed to where he used to, when he was younger, have somebody on the board with him mm-hmm. and through his therapy he's gained more strength in his hands and so forth in his arms mm-hmm. so he's able to keep himself on the board uh-huh. so 
he um, he had been surfing prior to meeting Ricochet. Yeah. But he never tandem surfed with a dog. Okay. No. Well, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we will find out more about what Patrick and Ricochet do together in the waves. Okay. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, we'll educate mostly the human-animal, relationship whisperer, and co-author of Are You Still Kissing Frog, Shauna Rosewood joins us in the studio. She'll share her tips on how to attract a perfect committed partner to you, and her techniques apply to attracting almost anything. Call for coaching or with questions, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150 AM Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150 AM we're back with Judy Fredono, the owner and trainer of Ricochet, the surfing dog. Rip Curl Ricky is her um, also known as name. Welcome back, Judy. Thank you. So um, you got connected. Uh, so Ricochet knew how to surf, and you got connected with Patrick, who's a um, he was sort of learning. Um, I can't remember what you called it. Uh, not alternative surfing, but adaptive adaptive surfing. Mm-hmm. So where he he has he had grown stronger and been able to basically lay on the surfboard. And would people just walk him out or swim him out and then point him towards the land and then just let him go? Or 
Yes, pretty much. And there's a whole team of people, so they're strategically placed in the water. So if he does um, wipe out on the board and falls in the water, people can get to him fast enough to um, help him in the water. Yep. So there's, I don't know, I mean, it could be any number of people, and depending how far into the water they go. So, yeah, they'll walk him out or swim him out. When, he, when he's with Ricochet, they just walk out because they don't go in real deep water. Mm-hmm. But when the, he surfs alone, he goes out further. So when Ricochet is on the board, does she get walked out then as well? or does Yes. She, okay. And typically what happens is they're both on the board, mm-hmm. and we walk them both out. And there's you know enough times that the waves will knock Patrick off the board as they're walking out. Uh-huh. So... Both, I mean, there's somebody that's tending to, you know, a group, a number of people tending to Ricochet, a number of people tending to Patrick, uh-huh. more people to Patrick. Mm-hmm. But because Ricochet is in the middle of the ocean there, yeah. she has a life jacket on, but I, I don't want her to swim unnecessarily. So somebody's usually there to kind of hold her or get her back on the board or something. Uh-huh. So you do you uh, organized this event where Ricochet and Patrick were going to surf side by side. That's how it started. That's what we were going to do. And it was just we were going to do some video for promotional purposes for the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have them just kind of surf a wave in together mm-hmm. and kind of just videotape it, take a few pictures. And I sent out a press release and four different news stations showed up that morning. Mm-hmm. And Ricochet and Patrick were surfing side by side. And we did quite a few waves and... One time they both got into shore and Ricochet jumped off her board and jumped onto Patrick. Mm-hmm. So then we were like, well, let's try tandem. So we got a bigger board. Um, somebody ran to their surf shop and got a bigger board. And then we started doing the tandem surfing that same morning. Mm-hmm. And it was it just was like it was meant to be. They Ricochet hopped on the board and they surfed in and there was no problem at all. Did she, when she first hopped on Patrick's board, was he on it still? And it was it as you as they were still surfing in, or as no, they, they had, gotten... had reached the shore. Mm-hmm. So he he can't get off his board. She can jump off her board, and usually she'll jump off or um, go up to me or a person or whatever. Yeah. So when she jumped off the board this time, she just went over to his board. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, how about this for an idea?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then you guys were like, "Okay, well, let's try that." Yeah, let's try it. And it worked, and it was fine, and they pretty much only do adapt or tandem surfing now. They don't really surf side-by-side all that much anymore. We've done it a few times, but yeah. for the most part, it's, it's the tandem surfing. And she actually helps him to balance the board. Like, she works with him to kind of counterbalance yeah, the board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if the board's going to tip to one side, she'll put her weight to that side to mm-hmm. prevent it from tipping. I mean, it doesn't... They do wipe out from time to time but mm-hmm. for the most part she's able to counterbalance the board mm-hmm. so yeah though there could be times when it would flip over that she's able to keep it from flipping over by just because it repositioning her weight mm-hmm. and what does pat i mean what does what was your observation of of his reaction to like oh the dog jumped on your board with you hey do you want to try surfing with the dog i mean that's such a unique uh, you know, new experience, was he like, like, what did you notice from him? He's very enthusiastic. He's a teenage boy mm-hmm. who loves to surf, mm-hmm. and 
seemed to be pretty much up for anything when I approached his mom about doing a fundraiser. And she's like, okay, it's a dog, but we're open to anything. Yeah. So um, they were very welcoming of the idea. And he so enjoyed doing the surfing with her when they were both on their boards. You just see him thrilled that he's surfing next to a dog. And he enjoys surfing anyway. Right. So he was just like all for it. He's just like, okay, well, let's try it and see what happens. And he was having a really good time out there and just really enjoyed it. And they've gotten to be pretty good at it now. And Ricochet, when she surfs with Patrick, very different than when she's surfing by herself. Mm-hmm. When she's by herself, she's completely balanced on the board, all four paws pretty much in the right position and underneath her. When she's with Patrick, he takes up most of the board, even though it's a large board. Mm-hmm. She can't straddle him because her legs are too splayed, so she has to figure out a way to get her legs in between his. It's different every time, pretty much. It's whatever she feels comfortable with as far as balance. Sometimes her front paw is bent. Sometimes she's standing sideways on the board. It's always different, but she's just able to balance herself on that board. And I know that a lot of the early work was a prerequisite for how good a balance she has now. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, with any dog that is going to be in a new situation, it's pretty chaotic in the water when they're trying to get Patrick on the board. Waves are slapping at them. You know, there's a lot of commotion. There's a lot going on in the water. And it can be stressful, not like a bad stressful. It's just stressful because there's a person's life in the hands of these people that are helping them. So there's a lot of orders barked or, you know, there's yelling, there's mm-hmm. water you know, slapping around everybody. Mm-hmm. And despite all of that, she's not stressed out by it. Now, people will look at pictures and say that she doesn't look like she likes it or that she's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And what it is is she's so focused on what she's doing. She has to concentrate. And it seems like she can sense that Patrick's life is in, you know, we have to care about this boy. If he falls off the board, he can't swim. And once when they um, surf into shore, she's always, like, running back out into the water to want to go again, and she'll jump back on the board. Mm-hmm. So it's not that she's stressed out by it or not that she doesn't want to do it. She just really has to concentrate. And honestly, yeah. I don't know how she does it because she's not completely centered on that board. So Yeah. And I think that that's a really, you know, a good point to make because – she is working. I mean, she's really, she's being challenged. She's having to really focus and adjust and really be present to what she's doing. And the kind of the whole point is that it's not just some mindless game that she can just, you know, do and not think about. And I think that that is probably what is the most rewarding for her because she's so capable of doing all of these things is like having that challenge, having that that job to do and um i don't know to go as far as saying sense of purpose but that she's doing something that she's working for something and i think that not enough dogs these days really have that outlet to be challenged well it was when she was in the water that first day she was a a different dog and i know i have to say that in the video because she when she when she was surfing by herself she'd go out there and 
she's a puppy yet, and she's not even two years old yet, so she's still a puppy. And during the early parts of the summer and such when she was playing around the water by herself and surfing, she would much prefer to play with her litter mate that was out there with her or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like she was focused on surfing. She wasn't. She'd do it. She'd ride it in. She'd have some fun and she went and play on the beach. Mm -hmm. But when she was with Patrick, that completely changed. She Mm -hmm. kept running back in the water. Mm -hmm. Let's do it again. It's time. We're still working. We're still doing this. Mm -hmm. She did never said, I don't want to do this. I want to go play on the beach now. Hmm. And it was just amazing to see the amount of focus and determination of this dog. And it was like she was born for that day to do exactly that. Hmm. So it's pretty amazing to see. So that was the first uh, the first fundraiser, Paw Abunga for Patrick. Right. The Help Patrick Walk Fund. And he had a goal or has a goal um around graduating from high school? Yes, he wants to be able to walk across the stage at his high school graduation Mm -hmm. to receive his diploma. Mm -hmm. And what that means, it doesn't mean walking like you and I. It means with the help of a walker and a a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And that was his goal was to do that. But he's already accomplished that. He did that probably about a month ago Mm -hmm. in therapy where he only needed one therapist who's in the walker, and it's in the video. That was um, uh, a couple weeks after, and they had a, a event at the um, Project Walk where he does his therapy. Mm-hmm. So that shows you what it, what it looks like when he was walking. Yeah. So, I mean, he was taking steps, he was moving, and, I mean, it's just phenomenal to see what somebody who's got a spinal cord injury was able to do. Yeah. And what we were fundraising for was for that therapy so that he can continue the therapy right. and have money to pay for it because it is expensive. Yeah. And you raised, uh, Ricochet and company raised over $10,000 for Patrick's right. physical therapy. Correct. And then Ricochet's sponsor, WebMD, and um, they contributed to it. And now they actually the a grant was awarded through the Rose Foundation to pay for three years of his physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So he's got the three years plus the over 10000 Part of that 10000 2000 of it went to pay for his service dog that he got through positive pain. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that um, Ricochet has a corporate sponsor as, a, as an athlete. <laughs> I hope there she's aren't got any, a couple sponsors. I hope she doesn't get involved in any scandals and then have that no. dropped. <laughs> no, these are just wonderful people who care about you know, charitable causes, and and the Rose Foundation really believes in Patrick and really wants to help him achieve his goals. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like he's just really, really making some awesome progress and that that he's ahead of his goal for graduation Absolutely. and all that is great. I don't know what his new goal is. He's going to probably figure one out, but... Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll find out what Ricochet is up to now for fundraising. So we'll be back in just a few minutes with the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? 
We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making The Natural Choice. That's The Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Please join us. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Alternative to what? Alternative to everything else out there on the radio. Alternative Talk 1150 AM We're waxing down our circle We can't wait for June We'll all be gone for Welcome the back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150 AM and we're back with Judy Fredono the trainer and owner of Ricochet, the surfing dog, Rip Curl Ricky. Welcome back, Judy. Thank you. Now, is Ricochet with you right now at your no, feet? No, no, she left. She left. <laughs> she was there earlier, though, right? She was here. She was laying here, but now she left. She has other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> She's at another, on another interview right now. <laughs> so you are, uh, your website is ripcurlricky.com. Correct. And that's ripcurlricky, R-I-C-K-I, dot com. And you have uh, all of Ricochet's information and um, videos, links to the videos um, of her as as a puppy training to be a service dog. And then uh, some videos of her surfing um, with Patrick, next to Patrick. And... um, She's just so cute on there on that little board with her life jacket, just, you know, focusing on surfing. 
she's just like there's just it's adorable i can tell that she's just uh <laughs> she's just doing her thing and you are doing a new uh fundraiser now surf and santa paws toy drive yes so why don't you tell us about that well what we're doing now is she um took some pictures at the beach of her in a little santa outfit and um, those are posted so she's collecting toys and donations toward the purchase of toys and she'll go shopping for the toys when we get all the donations which we'll be taking through the weekend and then they're going to the um, Brady Children's Hospital in San Diego Shock Children's Hospital in um, Orange County and then we just added a women's shelter where um, women go if there's domestic violence and they're trying to get away from their home they go into the shelter so there's kids that obviously go with them. Mm-hmm. So we added an extra one because so far we've been getting some donations through the video that people are watching. And like I was saying, they come, they're they coming from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we got a donation from Taiwan and Japan. So, wow. um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So we're still taking donations and still be delivering the toys. Unfortunately, we can't deliver them to the kids at the hospital for two reasons. One is because of the threat of the H1N1 virus. They're only allowing parents to visit the children. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a therapy dog program with the hospital, and we're not certified through that program. Mm-hmm. So they only allow their certified dogs to, to visit with the children. And then the other thing of it is, is they want the children to still believe in Santa Claus. So they want Santa Claus to deliver the toys. Not a golden retriever dressed no, in a Santa suit? Although at the shelter... They are very much looking forward to seeing the dog in the Santa outfit. Mm-hmm. So the dog, she will be able to interact with the kids there, but we can't take photographs, obviously, because they're kind of in a secure place. But um, they definitely want her to interact with the kids there, so it'll be fun. That's cool. So you're on, um, you have a Facebook page. She has a Facebook page called Surf Dog Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And you can become a fan of that. I am a fan of that. Surf Dog Ricochet. And she just broke, came in and brought me a ball. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. And um, and you're also on Twitter. And your Twitter name is Paw Inspired? Yes. P-A-W Inspired. Correct. And so people can follow you on Twitter as well. And I saw some pictures of you shopping for toys with Ricochet. And she was dressed in a Santa suit and... She was pushing the cart, and she was trying out the toys, and um, really, really cute photos. And I think, was that on your website? No, it, I, I must have emailed them to you, but mm. I, I can post them on the website. Yeah, those Because they are really cute. Those were really cute. So you've raised um, enough money now that you've added another um establishment who's going to receive toys Correct. and you're still accepting donations through the weekend you said yes okay and so to donate um people can go to ripcurlricky.org com com that's right ripcurlricky.com and find out more about her and then also make a donation and is she still surfing now you guys are down in san diego right we are, and it's pretty cold in the water right now, and I'm actually trying to find somebody that maybe can make her a wetsuit. Uh-huh. But it's kind of cold in the water for her, although we're kind of starting to explore the next 
person that we're going to work with, and mm-hmm. we're very excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's a young boy, um, six-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. So um, we may get in the water, depending on how that works out. But um, at this point, we're not really doing much surfing at, right now because it's kind of cold. Now, is this a surfing boy? It is. Mm-hmm. And does he um, do adaptive surfing? or? Well, he had a, a brain injury, so he hasn't really... He's just been starting to get back in the water. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they've gone as far as getting him to surf yet, but just getting him acclimated to being back in the water. Mm-hmm. And from what they were telling me is that sometimes it's hard to motivate him to get in the water, mm. but he loves dogs. So we're thinking Ricochet will be a really good motivator to get him on the board. Yeah. So we're kind of excited about that project, but it's just in the beginning stages, so I can't really say too much about it, but hopefully yeah. it's going to come to fruition and we'll do some fundraising for him. Yeah. So she's more of like an emotional support dog for him. Mm, no, she'll probably surf with him. Oh yeah. And surf with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, that's great. And fundraise for him. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same as she did for Patrick. Mm-hmm. But he's just got different needs. Yeah. Yeah, it's great when they when you can use the connection that people have with dogs to help them in oh, whatever yeah. whatever oh, form what? of therapy it is. Yeah. So you um you gave me your uh, website for your um, service dog training is puppyprodigies.org. Correct. And then um Ricochet's website is ripcurlricky.com. And you, we were talking... How do you spell the Ricky and uh, Rip Curl Ricky? R-I-C-K-I. Okay. Yes. That's what I was doing wrong. That's why I asked. Oh, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Rip Curl Ricky, R-I-C-K-I. And then Ricochet is R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T. Ricochet the surf dog. Surface dog. Um, and we talked a bit about what you do with puppies and... You had a lot of really, really good information about what breeders can do with puppies to equip them for the world once they leave the breeder. And also some uh, suggestions for people, like good questions for people to ask breeders that they're looking at to purchase a puppy if that's the way that they're going to get a dog. And you just really emphasize the importance of introducing novelty to puppies at a young age like weeks old so that they just handle they learn how to handle new environments new stimuli um sounds and you know trucks and all all that kind of stuff just kind of to take it in stride and do you um do you get do you breed your dogs in house well i don't really breed i it's we're getting to the where we're trying to be more of a resource Mm-hmm. for breeders and I was on the phone yesterday on a conference call with a shelter that just had a litter of puppies oh yeah so being able to help shelters that might get stray dogs in that are pregnant or whatever mm. so um, we don't really want to do a lot of breeding just for the sake of breeding because that's not really what we believe in mm-hmm. I mean if, if there's a purpose or whatever but I think that being a resource is, is kind of the direction that we're going, especially now that Ricochet's kind of gone on a different path. Mm-hmm. So being able to have information for people based on some of the research that we've done or puppies that we've worked with. Yeah. That's a that's a, just such a wonderful um, concept to educate shelters 
who, you know, end up with litters of puppies because that is just, you know, so improves their chances of being successful once they leave the shelter and then not ending up back in a shelter. So what are some of the things that you do with puppies to acclimate them to noises? Well, with everything with puppies, you want to be careful when they're really little. You want to do things very slowly and very strategically so that you're not overwhelming the puppy. Mm-hmm. So it starts out very slowly, and then as they get acclimated to each thing, then you can increase it. So if it's a sound, um, maybe you have music on or sound effects on, but it's at a very low level. Mm-hmm. And until the puppies don't, you know, you, you want to kind of base it on, the puppy that might be the least tolerable, mm-hmm. and until that puppy feels comfortable, then you could increase the, the sound mm-hmm. or introduce different, you know, a new sound or something like that. But by the time that they're seven weeks old, they can have all kinds of sound effects. There's tapes out there with different um, sound effects on them. So they might have babies crying or animal sounds or vacuum cleaners or um, sirens, just all kinds of things that a dog would hear in their normal environment, being out and about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to raise them in a quiet environment so much because then they're not going to be prepared for the big world out there that's got cars going by and buses and people. And, you know, you want to be able to have a puppy become acclimated to all those things so that when they become an older dog, they're fine with it and they can walk down the street and not be afraid of the flag that's flapping or the banner that's flapping or... You know, there's a, some kind of grate across the sidewalk and they don't want to walk over it or things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that adult dogs are fearful of that could be prevented when they're puppies. Mm-hmm. So just exposing them and doing it um, in steps, you know, baby steps, and with sounds and sights and um, introducing different objects and things to the puppies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, balloons, um Flag, uh, newspaper. I mean, any you know, all different kind of things for them to surfaces for them to stand on and walk on. I did a lot of things where it was uneven surfaces, so it might move if they walk across it. So that you know, for service dogs, we want them to be able to be comfortable in any situation. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to create situations in your puppy yard that they may encounter as an adult dog. So when they encounter that situation, like the uneven surface or the moving surface, and then the surface moves and the dog goes, oh, you know, oh, no, what's that? Then what do you do to make it, you know, work through it as a positive experience rather than just have the dog be then afraid the next time? As a puppy, as a little puppy? Um, As a younger, not as like a, yeah, like when you would start working with them. Well, when I start working with them, they don't usually have that reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it starts out, if you're going to have something um, uneven and, and uh, it starts out very um, mild, so it might be where you have an un, uh, like the top of a, I don't know, let's see, like you can cut off a part of a ball and put it underneath a, um, a piece of plywood, small piece of plywood, uh-huh. but then you want it small so right. that it doesn't move very much. Yeah. Or initially it could be flat, and then you start raising it so that it's not so flat anymore. Yeah. It's just all very small increments so that they don't really even realize that it's increasing. Yeah. And then pretty soon they're walking across something that's on an angle. 
So the whole point is that they don't get to the you you introduce them so gradually from such a young age that they don't really ever get to the point where they have that uh, reaction. Right, exactly. Because it is so familiar. Right, like Ricochet from doing all those things and she was a puppy, she could stand in a hammock and it can be moving all over the place and she could balance on it yeah. and doesn't even care. Yeah. You know, where another dog might not even think to get on, if that thing moves, I'm not getting on that. Mm. So it's just, you know, preparing them when they're little like that. And it's before their fear period comes into play. So, yeah. you know, they don't really have that reaction and everything's new to them at, when they're little, little. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few more minutes. I have uh, some more questions for you, Judy. Okay. Uh, so we'll be back with the dog talk show on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S.-sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, we'll educate mostly the human-animal, relationship whisperer, and co-author of Are You Still Kissing Frog, Shauna Rosewood, joins us in the studio. She'll share her tips on how to attract a perfect committed partner to you, and her techniques apply to attracting almost anything. Call for coaching or with questions, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk. 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist 
www.sensitivedog.com. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'm your host, Julie Forbes, and we're back with Judy Fredono and Ricochet, the surfing dog, Rip Curl Ricky. Welcome back, Judy. Thank you. So is uh, Ricochet up to anything else right now, or is she um, off to new things as far as bringing you balls or sitting by your feet? Now she's just laying here again. All right, she's back. Well, that's <laughs> nice. Back to see us off. Well, we were talking about... Um, you know, what the work that you do with young puppies. And it's a really important point to make that, you know, I think most people, if they get a dog as a puppy, whether it be from a shelter or a breeder, it's usually they get the dog around seven or eight weeks of age, which is right at the beginning of something called the fear imprint stage. And the problems that that, that, that can, can create. So can you tell us, a little bit about that, the, what the fear imprint stage is. Well, it's pretty much when the puppy's developing. Um, when they're born, they're, they're only born with um, the scent of smell and tactile. They can feel things on their body. Mm-hmm. And then as, they, as the brain, de- so they're born without their brain being fully developed. And as the brain develops, then their eyes will open, their ears will open. So once they get to be about that seven or eight weeks of age, everything now has pretty much developed. Their brain is pretty much done um, doing all its work. Mm-hmm. So then they become more aware of their environment. Mm-hmm. So then some of them may have to react, you know, react fearfully to something if they haven't been given opportunity to experience things prior to those weeks. So. If they go through that fear period starting at that eight-week mark, um, but they've been exposed to all these different things prior to that, mm-hmm. when they see something new, then at that age, all it is is just another novel thing. They're not going to be afraid of it, most likely. Mm-hmm. So if they haven't been, then the puppy will be all like overwhelmed sometimes with new things. Like now all of a sudden they're out of their breeder's home or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and into the world seeing and hearing and experiencing things for the first time. Mm-hmm. So they may be fearful of it. Being cautious is not a bad thing, but fearful is. So you don't, the biggest thing is if you if you do have a puppy and they are acting fearful, is to baby it and say, oh, poor baby, you know, I'll take care of you or whatever, because then you're just reinforcing in the dog that there is something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what you want to do is not really make a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Certainly take the dog out of the situation if they're uncomfortable. Right. But you don't want a baby, then that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, I was just talking about that last week. I saw on television there was a some sort of pet vet, ask the pet vet or something, and one of the questions was, if my dog is, you know, scared of in this situation, what should I do? And he said, oh, pick the dog up and tell him, you know, comfort them. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of feeding into, I mean, that's kind of a very human reaction to have. But yeah. but uh, it doesn't really translate for dogs. And you're kind of just reinforcing that, like you said, that there is something wrong right. and that they should be afraid. Mm-hmm. So, well, 
I, I look forward to following you, um, yeah. your activities on Facebook and Twitter. You're, uh, you're at Paw Inspired on Twitter, and then I think it's Ricochet, Surf Dog Ricochet yes, on, on Facebook. Facebook. And then your website is puppyprodigies.org for your service dog training. And then, of course, www.ripcurlricky.com for uh, Ricochet's website. And then YouTube, and there's links to her YouTube things on that website, but YouTube, I think Surf Dog Ricochet will get you to all of her videos on YouTube as well. So uh, it was just wonderful to have you on, on the show and to share your story and your activities, and it's just such wonderful work that you both are doing. Thank you. And uh, I just look forward to following you and seeing what you're up to in the future. Great. Well, hopefully we'll be updating pretty soon on Facebook of a new project. Excellent. All right, thank you. You guys have happy holidays. You too. Okay, bye. All right, uh, we're going to try to try to fit in a uh, dog talk show trivia real quick. We have only three oh, minutes wow. left, so we're giving away fifty dollars in wellness pet food gift vouchers. If you can tell me two dog breeds that begin with the letter G, two dog breeds that begin with the letter G. Yeah, you got to be quick because we're quick, rapidly quick, quick. running out of time. And um, you got to be as fast as a surf dog. Yeah, and if we, you know, <laughs> if we don't get it in, that's okay. We'll just have we'll do two of them next week. Well, I did manage to load up my sound effects for <coughs> our winner here. So yeah, good. So we have Athena on line one, who's going to play dog talk show trivia. Hi, Athena. Hi. This is really quick. I only came up with one name. I haven't had time to think of the other. Okay. <laughs> but, but Greyhound is one for sure. Very good. Can you uh, and G like G. Uh, think of maybe dogs from a certain country that begins with G? <sighs> or do you know what breed Rip Curl Ricky is? Oh, is that Doc Found? No. No, but that's okay. the right country. <laughs> well, you're close, but we've got, uh, I think we've got another caller calling in. No. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that's close. Uh, so German breeds would give you the G. Oh, well, the German Shepherd, of course. Yes, the German Shepherd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you're halfway you. there, so we'll we'll certainly send you, we'll send you something. <laughs> Uh, okay, thank you. And thanks so much for calling in, and we'll get you out some goodies. We're going to put you on hold and send you back to Darcy uh, to get your mailing information. All right, well, that's it. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday, Christmas Eve Eve. Thanks for listening to the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. 
Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiance said about our wedding was we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com.